Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. In this podcast, you'll learn actionable strategies to deal with infertility from Dr. Michael Chapman, or Prof as he's affectionately known. Prof is the co-founder of IVF Australia and is a leading Australian infertility specialist who has helped over 3,000 couples realise their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. That first cry of a baby born after the long journey of IVF remains one of the most beautiful experiences in the world. As an obstetrician and an IVF specialist, I've had the privilege of experiencing this over many thousands of times in my long career, but I still remain moved by each baby's first cry. It signifies the end of a long journey and the beginning of a new life. This is Professor Michael Chapman, co-founder of IVF Australia and host of the IVF Journey podcast. Thanks for tuning in. To access all the previous episodes, head over to my website, www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. You'll also be able to find the various services that we provide at IVF Australia. So for the computer geeks, today I'm going to talk about the way in which the information technology is moving into IVF. The buzz at the moment is around artificial intelligence and what is happening in relation to its application to fertility. The first area that potentially it will have an impact is helping individual infertile uh, couples or singles to individualise their chances of success because if there are very many factors that go into the chances of success. And clever statisticians using multivariate analysis and trying to put all these bits and pieces together can produce a number. But using the latest AI approaches that takes massive lumps of data, and you know, in Australia we do collect massive lumps of data, 80,000 cycles a year, with, at the moment, 98 items within that data for each patient are recorded in the Australian and New Zealand ART database. And even with the most sophisticated manual management of those numbers, and even using computers, actually getting the right answer is not necessarily possible. So what artificial intelligence has the capacity to do is to process that data and come up with potentially a reflection of your own factors that contribute to your fertility and give you a realistic number of your chances of success. Although that all said, an experienced fertility specialist 
perhaps using his own artificial or her own artificial intelligence or natural intelligence probably can give you something that will rival it. But there's a couple of caveats in that, which experience and having all the factors at their fingertips. But talking to your specialist is still the best way of working out what your chances as an individual are, because the AI has yet to be fully integrated into that system. What's more exciting and is now beginning to have an impact in IVF is using artificial intelligence to select the best embryo. What has changed in the last 10 years is technology where we can watch the embryo go through its developmental stages in the first five days of its existence. So we collect the eggs, we fertilize them, and then we put them in an incubator, and there are about currently four different types of machinery, but they do the same thing, which is every 15 minutes, they take a photograph of the embryo. And then as the embryo goes through the stages of development, where cells divide and divide and divide and divide every eight to 12 hours, we can pick that up with 15 minute time lapse photography. Initially, we thought that we could eyeball these images and see which were the good embryos and which were the ones that not, the ones that were slow dividing, the ones that were fast dividing, the ones that divided irregularly, the ones that divided regularly. And there have been numerous papers published saying that if you look at these images after two days of development, after fertilization, you can pick which ones are going to turn into blastocysts. That's pretty simple. Turn into day five embryos and the best embryos because we'd get a lot of wastage between day two and five as the embryos sort out the ones that have got genetic abnormalities and the ones that haven't. Following on from that, enthusiasm of about three or four years ago where multiple publications were saying this was going to be the answer to select embryos. When we actually follow the embryos onto blastocyst, the eyeballing doesn't work. It doesn't pick the embryo that's going to produce a pregnancy. Because once you get to a blastocyst, we put them back and we know they have a relatively high pregnancy rate, 40 to 50% in young women. In the last six to 12 months, the clever nerds have adapted the imaging processing to include AI as an option. So in our own laboratory, which we published some work recently at the Fertility Society annual meeting, what we showed was that when we looked at embryos that produced a pregnancy and went back through their images with AI, they were different to the images of those pregnancies that didn't occur or the blastocysts that didn't produce a pregnancy. Having gone from looking at those that produced pregnancy backwards, we then went and used the AI going forwards and watching the embryos, and it confirmed that those with the specific AI patterns were the ones that produced a pregnancy. So here we have the opportunity to actually be able to better select the embryo that's going to produce your pregnancy. So far, it is still in the experimental stage. We're not using it as a selection tool yet, but that's our next phase of investigation. It's exciting because what 
that means is that there are things that we can't eyeball down a microscope that are important in the development of an embryo. And that understanding potentially will allow us to work out perhaps better ways of using culture medium, better ways of handling embryos, so that those particular features, which aren't just the division of the cells, will actually work towards better pregnancy rates. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1800 111 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au.